Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to episode 103 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode drops on Wednesday, March 5th, 2014, and my name is Dan Gorman. Let's go see a movie. There's a new one out that Peter Travers calls a stage five thrillicane. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Casey Lyons. Get a tan. You look like the ghost of Tilda Swinton. My name's Greg LeGros, and like my old man always said, if it looks like a man and talks like a turkey, it's a deer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, we got so much to talk about. two happy endings? I I was yeah. <laughs> I'm all the happy endings is the only thing I'm watching that has things. Yeah, that mine I can, was happy endings too. Yeah, yeah. I'm like <laughs> I've heard both of those this week. It's, <laughs> it's, the, it's the only thing I, I'm watching that has like funny Quotes. lines that I can mm. write down right now. It was not, either going to be that for me. It was going to be that or something from Breaking Bad. Which yeah. uh, <laughs> God damn, the second time is I only knock twice. <laughs> <laughs> just like something super serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we are going to play film roulette in the middle of the episode. Greg and I went and saw the Canadian film Solo. Casey went and saw Endless Love. And I made them listen to an album that will be fun to talk about. And then afterwards, we'll get into some more TV stuff. And we will unveil our first episode of TV Dad Cage Match. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I'm excited about this. That'll be fun. Well... Yeah, what well, should we talk about? Now? <laughs> Listen, I'm off my game. I'm feeling, yeah, feeling sick. sicky today. Yeah, He's all bundled up. I'm all He's bundled up. It's freezing in here, and I have the biggest jar of water ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I'm just freezing. I don't think it's freezing in here. No, but um, it's normally cold in here, but not really today. Yeah. Uh, so something major happened since the last episode mm-hmm. that Greg and I watched, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming a lot of listeners probably. Casey watched a movie instead. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you want to? Do you, is that something you want to bring up? That movie, or should we just launch into the Oscars? Uh, oh, I'll just say really quickly. It's it's a, a documentary that people should check out. It's not the best documentary I've ever seen. It's called I Am. Um, it's by Tom Shadiak. Yeah. Uh, who has directed uh, Ace Ventura and <laughs> Liar the Liar Liar? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, was that Bruce Almighty? Was... A bunch of just basically your kind of lowbrow. Yeah. Was that his like big serious thing? I remember there were... comedy. Yeah, he uh, he had the uh, an injury. Like he was you know super rich beyond your wildest dreams, and then he got this injury, which um, uh, threw him into this huge depression, and he started thinking about uh, his, you know himself and yeah. and uh, and like his place in the world, and he basically just goes in search of. Uh, it's sort of basically about the scientific or the science of love. It's really, really uh, quite an uplifting movie. It's really nice. 
I don't have anything hilarious to say about it, but it is really it's it's quite feel good, yeah. but not in a cheap way. Does he have anyone talking out of their butts? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, there is a shot of Jim Carrey talking out of his butt, which awesome. is always <laughs> funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Greg and I watched. I I watched uh, the Oscars. Greg yeah, watched the Oscars. I watched the Oscars. There was and a, the red carpet. I wa- only watched. No, that's a lie. I watched half of the red carpet, and then I took a nap until the Oscars started. Did you see <laughs> the Jimmy Kimmel thing on the red carpet? No. Okay. That was the. F- oh my God. That was. Okay. Was he dragging Rob Ford around? No. Okay. Because I saw him pick Rob Ford up from the airport. Yeah. And I watched Rob Ford and the Kimmel show. Yeah. That was yeah. That was something. <laughs> I I made a point to not watch it. Yeah, I didn't. I I watched like the first couple minutes of it. And I was like, I see exactly where this is going. I don't want to watch this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was just inc- incredibly awkward. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel wasn't there. Like, hey, it's funny. He's like, so all this crazy shit you do. What's wrong with you? Yeah. So I did appreciate that a little bit, and it was kind of fun to watch Rob Ford sweat in front of a screen in front of yeah. himself doing Jamaican accents. Uh, oh, so they showed him they all showed the him clips all and stuff yeah. like that. Like, so what's going on here? Uh, <laughs> yeah. so whose throat do you want to rip out? Yeah, it's uh, peculiar. He's the sweatiest. He gets sweaty so fast. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, anyway. The the thing on the red carpet made me super angry. It was basically like all of a sudden Jimmy Kimmel was on the red carpet and then he like crawled into the like camera and out of like a flat screen into like the living room of like normal American family who are like tweeting about people's dresses or something and and then he like takes them down a peg or two by like making fun of them and saying they're fat and stuff. And I was like, this is offensive. Really? Like, yeah, like it's like these like oh, like cartoonishly overweight fat Americans with like Cheetos on their fingers and stuff and then he's like put it in like the mani- the manicure cam or something. It's like then there's like a manicure cam and she's got like Cheetos on her finger and he's like you guys are fat and you shouldn't be th- talking shit about celebrities on Twitter. It was like you fucking ugly normals! It was like the fat shaming and just like really. Yeah, sorry. And who but was doing just, this? He Jimmy just Kimmel, a politician from a different city, onto his show to make fun of him. Yeah, it was just, it was so <laughs> like mind-bogglingly wrong on every level. <laughs> wow, I had no idea that happened. Yeah, it's so bad. Like uh, yeah, just like even as a concept, that's not funny. And also, it's like these are the people that are probably gonna fucking turn around and watch your show, you dingus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, this is your demo. Yeah. That's unfortunate. I, I just watched the CTV one, which was just like, I don't even know the names of the people <laughs> no wandering around on the uh, red carpet being sycophantic to celebrity culture. And it's, I don't know, stuff like that and like TMZ or even Entertainment Tonight just makes it just, I just want to kill myself. <laughs> it's just the most horrible. Yeah. It's so gross. It really just like, it, it's, a, it's a deep resonating sadness inside me when I watch that. It's just yeah. Hor- I mean, I get the, that the fashion has a place there and stuff like that, but it's just, there's something I, so. I don't get that. Well, people, some people care about fashion. A, a lot of people so do. So that I understand, but there's something, ah, oh, God, it's so fucking fucked up. It really yeah. freaks me out. So I took a nap <laughs> <laughs> and woke up for the Oscars. <clears throat> yeah, and so okay, Oscars. Yeah. Um, Ellen hosting. Ellen, Ellen hosting. Yeah. What did I you think, think of? She did a really good job. I was. I, I was, think she's funny. I was underwhelmed because I th- usually think she's super funny, but yeah. I also like they. They definitely were doing something this year where they were like going away from the past few years, which have been like big numbers, dance, dance, like yeah, song and dance. And oh, they didn't do that. There this was. Year? No. There was literally just like Ellen kind of walking around, talking to people. She was basically doing yeah. like crowd style comedy. Yeah, like just walking around, taking photos with people. Some of it was really funny. I was a little, 
underwhelming for me, but I didn't think it was bad. I liked her off the top, and then it was just like, well, the middle of the whole show was just like, and another technical award for gravity, and yeah. not a lot of interesting shit going on. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, all the songs, like, I don't know. The, none of the songs were good, but I the li- worst one won. <laughs> that what was the worst one? The one from the Frozen. Frozen. I don't uh, hate that song. I don't think really? it's I don't think it's anything particularly great. I, I couldn't tell you. I hate that. Like I, I saw the movie and I couldn't tell yeah, you what any of the yeah. songs. I, I, I can't like, remember right now. But yeah, I, no, I that's me it. too. <laughs> like I feel like it's super forgettable. Mm-hmm. I can understand why kids like it because it's yeah. kind of like staccato poppiness that's yeah, sticking sure. their head or whatever. But to me, I'm just kind of like I don't know why people hate this. I'm just like anyway, pop yeah. song yeah. from a kids movie. Right. But uh, what else was there? I mean, Karen O. Yeah, that song's great. I, I don't love know that, that song. That song's good. And then like every every person ever was like hipster fucking on the stage yeah, I don't for the Oscar. That. I was like it's Karen O. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> like a lot of people. Like pretty much it was like one, there. We'll come to this again because there was some more like low hanging fruit. But it was just one of those things that like literally every person in your feed said. Yeah, <laughs> like you can't even level the blame on anyone because everybody was saying it, like saying hip- hipster on the stage, like, just like yeah, like hipsters at the like like the people get on the hipsters off. The, not clever. There was people saying like, oh, what's next, Arcade Fire, ha <laughs> ha, hipsters or something, and it's just like, are you, still what? <laughs> like who's next, Arcade Fire? And you're like, okay, well, but what if it was Arcade Fire writes great songs, <laughs> yeah. could one day be nominated for an Oscar? To me, it was just like okay. Everyone's upset that there's an acoustic guitar on stage and sincerity. Did, did everybody <laughs> get more silly hats? Did everybody get upset when Elliot Smith sang at the Oscars? <laughs> did you say I, I don't want to go to Arby's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My tweet when he came on stage was, I'm so hungry I could eat at Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also, I, I'm making fun of people for low-hanging fruit. Like, the Arby's gag about his hat is also uh, low-hanging fruit. That's but great. It's I had no, it didn't occur to me. I was like, what is with that fucking hat? Why does he want to go to Arby's? It looks this like an Arby's hat. Oh, does it? It's really big and it's tall. It's huge. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll, I'll oh, get a photo man. up while we talk. Yeah. What did I'm you trying say, to, I, Elliot I, Smith? Yeah, like, I assume... Uh, yeah, no, I mean, because Elliot Smith did the same thing at, uh, like, yeah. just him and an acoustic guitar at the Oscars, uh, well, the Goodwill Hunting Well, he didn't have a cool Oscars. name, you could call him, like, hipsters, or... Yeah, yeah, you know. I guess. Sad man on stage, yeah. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Stop being so sad. Yeah, um, Mm-mm. but yeah, I thought that was the best song performance of yeah, well, the Well, it's the, the only Karen one that's an actually good song. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. But yeah, Jared Leto was the first award of the night for supporting actor. Yep. And, Great uh, performance. Yeah, it was a really good performance. Yeah. Uh, and I felt like his speech was weird at the Golden Globes. Yeah. And, he, then, and, and it was weird here, but it started good. I felt like when he was fine. talking about his mom, I was like, yeah, this yeah, is adorable. This nice. is great. Bring He's thanking his mom. It was it, she, was, she was there. That was great. And then, yeah, I don't know. And then he brought up fucking 30 Seconds to Mars. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? Really? Yeah, yeah totally. Because his brother was there and he's like, thanks, bro. You're <laughs> like my, you're like, you're in the band 30 Seconds to Mars with me. And like, I love you, bro. Like, we rock out. <laughs> I don't know. He said something stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, gross. <laughs> the, worst, the worst part of his speech was when he's like, and uh, and in the Ukraine, you know, yeah. you know, this is. This, oh, he this. brought up the Ukraine. He did, but, and referred to his Oscar. And he's like, keep reaching for your dreams. Keep oh, reading for your dreams, and I'm like, I don't think that's what's going on. He there. called them dreamers, right. and it was kind of like, you're, is that, <laughs> are you belittling these people? Like, not keep on happening. dreaming. Like you're not dreaming. No, you're, you're being invaded. Yeah. <laughs> to all the people in Ukraine, keep reaching for the stars and believe in yourself. And uh, I don't really know what's going on there. Oh. Anyway, I'll write a 30 Seconds of Mars song about it. So. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so I've got a picture now of Pharrell's hat. Yeah. That's what he wore to the Oscars? No, that's the Grammy picture, but I brought it up for the, the hat. It's the same hat. He wore the same hat to the, the Grammys this, and the Oscars? He's making this hat a thing. Yeah. Yeah. He had Arby's, a round one, too. Apparently, Arby's bought it. Uh, <laughs> for like thousands of dollars or something. Really? Is that a thing? I think so. I, it might have been a fake link. I'm not sure. It was something I saw on uh, Facebook. Oh, man. That's uh, so good. So, like, is he trying to start a new style or is he trying to be, is that like Michael Jackson's glove? Well, like, uh, Tim of Cheap Speakers that's right. had a, I don't, do you remember what it was? He posted yeah, on it's, Facebook. It's actually, uh, he's, it's like a throwback. His whole style that he was wearing was a throwback to a uh, 1983 video by Malcolm McLaren where he's wearing that hat. Yeah. And it's called like a, well, hmm, West, <laughs> West, West, <laughs> I can't remember, West Boy, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, West Boys, uh, yeah, um, something hat. Anyway, so yeah, he's doing a throwback to a Malcolm McLaren thing from '83. Yeah, or someone told him to do that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, God bless him for looking silly. I, he looks like sure. a tiny little mountain. I know. I thought like he wore what? shorts on the uh, red carpet. Yeah, the giant. Uh, all right, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Um, and I, when he was dancing around in the hat. I was just like, well, he's wearing a stupid hat. Yeah. But Athena's like, he's really working this hat because she'd seen him wear it before. And I'm like, this is a thing? I thought it was because it was from a cartoon movie. <laughs> I haven't seen Despicable Me too, so I assumed he was dressed up as a like Oh, a, as like a I character I thought he was dressed from up a, as a character yeah, from the movie. Right. No, no. A, cartoon, a kid's cartoon movie, which seemed much more logical to me than yeah, this, than this, this how this it. man chose to dress on a <laughs> yeah. worldwide stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jared Leto's speech, a little silly. Yeah, just, just, just like... Yeah, think of, if you're going to mention... You know, crisis in the world. Yeah. Maybe think it through or yeah. have a plan or understand what it's about yeah. or maybe realize that an Oscar has nothing to do with yeah, it. Yeah, or don't. No, for me, that's perfect. <laughs> for me, a dumb actor going, and for all of you in the Ukraine, keep your feet on the ground yeah. and keep reaching for the stars. When he mentioned people that suffer from AIDS, too, it was it was done in a weird way because he put a pause in there and I was like, where is he going with yeah, this? Because yeah. it was like, well, thank you. he didn't yeah, when he won his Golden Globe. It yeah. was like, neato. Yeah, man. Yeah. I haven't done a movie in a long time, so <laughs> fucking... But he was like, thank, the new thanks to everyone who suffers from AIDS. Because uh, and then he went on to say like because we like we I'm so lucky to be able to tell your story or something. Yeah, but he yeah. like like left a pause where I was like, what? Um, <laughs> more please. Yeah, please finish this thought. <laughs> um, yeah. What else? I I found that there was almost no surprises for what won and what didn't because I no. did like an Oscar pool. I did pretty well. Not amazing. I missed a couple. Yeah. But I. What but did I, you get out of twenty four? Uh, well, ours was out of twenty six and a half because different oh. things are worth more and I less see. or whatever. But okay. I, I basically I missed one of the small ones, which was like short documentary, I think. Sure. And then I missed, uh, I actually missed documentary because I, I, I put the act of killing as a long shot. That's what I picked too. But I kind of knew Based that on nothing. Just yeah, a friend of mine said that's a really good movie. Well, it's the <laughs> one that everybody was upset about, and I was like, I don't think it was gonna win. I was kind of picking the for the long shot. I felt like. Uh, the square or the one that won 20 feet from stardom board had it like in my mind locked down anyway right. like but i don't know but yeah other than that it was like gra- i knew gravity was going to win all the technicals and not fucking picture yeah, yeah. thank god it didn't i was picture. quite happy with that oh, yeah man. and directing um i'm happy with him getting directed uh, I'm, I'm not happy because i think that there were better directed movies yeah i do too. but like, he did a good job of directing a a visual spectacular but yeah. that means that James Cameron and Michael Bay should have Oscars for directing too. Yeah, like it's maybe just, James Cameron should. 
Maybe he should. <laughs> I don't think uh, necessarily. Not for Avatar, but like for, I don't know, Terminator 2 or something. Or True Lies. True, yeah. Uh, yeah, True uh, Lies. <clears throat> uh, or Aliens or something. Absolutely. Uh, but I don't I don't know. I feel like it's harder to make a movie as good as 12 Years a Slave or Nebraska or. Yeah. Yeah. Know, like her. without a bunch of new visual. Like I think it was all the new visual techniques that, yeah. that yeah, kind yeah. of. And like I feel like. Awesome. But that's yeah. not really direct. It was the Academy's <laughs> kind of like. The way I'm not maybe it's the first step in a new direction. Yeah, it made so much money, and everyone everyone seems to like it. Yeah, yeah. I I don't, but yeah, I don't know. Not, I mean, I liked it, it but and, I didn't love I'll, it. He turned around and yeah. was like, "I will though." Yeah, because I think people will still be talking in it when I watch it the second time. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, I just feel like yeah, it's kind of like they're like tip of the hat to like the new style of filmmaking. Sure. You know, it was like it was be, like what everyone's saying that Star Wars should have like been. It's the people that do say Star Wars, like, because it changed a generation of, fil- of filmmakers right, sure. kind of thing. Maybe it's this is kind of their, like, so we get sci-fi, you know, like, because that's not usually what, ha- you know. Yeah. Sci-fi is not usually a big academy, like, genre. Right. Um, so maybe it, it was. It could be a step <laughs> in a new direction, which would be nice. I, yeah. was just re- I was just really irritated that Steve McQueen didn't win. I was just so pulling for that guy. I think he's such a special filmmaker. And yeah. And it's just, it's so, great. so well told. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's such a well told story. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not surprised though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, Casey? Have you seen or heard about uh, John Travolta? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's been the most delightful thing about the whole thing. Did he just not give a fuck to learn? Well, her name, he, he showed. Uh, he, <laughs> He did show up because there's been a whole thing on the internet where it was like, when well, now everybody's doing their like John Travolta names where you put it into a yeah, generator. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen that all over. And, and 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 there's also been backlash because like he's suffered from dyslexia, and so people are saying like you know mm-hmm. you're giving him too hard of a time, which I also kind of understand. I'm kind of in the middle where I'm just like it's funny, but now I'm kind of like I get it. I'm gonna see this fucking Travolta name thing on Facebook for yeah. like a month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm already sort of tired. Yeah, of that, well, it's just but, that it wasn't but it was even weird. Close. It, like, yeah, if if you have an issue reading he's probably read from teleprompters before yeah, yeah. in fact i know and, he has and he was there for uh the run through from what yeah. i read so yeah. like figure it out write it on your hand whatever you need to do have someone whisper it to you just before get a fucking earpiece and have somebody say it in your ear but or just, just don't just, just go don't, i'm not confident that i can say this person pretty he's easy like, name not even close mm-hmm. adele dazim adele dazim <laughs> And it's just made worse by the fact that he's like the wickedly talented. Yeah. Uh. He, was, he was too busy trying to figure out how he's going to pronounce wicked. You know, <laughs> the wickedly. Speaking of, like, I don't know. That's been all over the place. People mispronouncing names, like that girl who's getting annihilated on Twitter right now for yeah. referring to Barack Obama as uh, Barack Barner. That's his name. <laughs> what? Some, yeah, I think she's English. She doesn't. She thought Barack Obama's name was Baracko. Baracko. First Baracko, name, sure. name Baracko. Last name Barner. Barmer. Oh, no. <laughs> I, can, I can see that. Yeah. Where is she from? Uh, I think she's English. Oh, okay. Yeah. What does she do? Is she she's like some girl an actual on the internet, reporter? But it's oh. just like she so it was like, why isn't Barack Obama doing anything about Russia? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not fair. She's no, not in the not, public eye or anything. Is, she's yeah. just like wildfire right I'm sure, now. Like, Shocking. Yeah. The world has dummies. Reddit probably jumped on it. People are delivering pizzas to her house, I bet. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, that's not a bad deal. I I'll spell something wrong. <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> hey, free pizza. I know. <laughs> um, I wanted to say something about uh, Novak, who came out yeah. um, not looking great. No. Uh, had had some work done. And, She's and, 81, but, I mean, her face. Like, it's it's like a I Joan Rivers I didn't thing. hear uh, what, who it was when she came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Athena and I were like, 
I, Who the fuck is that? I like, just I like no idea. Saw so many jokes, and again, like obviously the low hanging fruit is what you're gonna see on Twitter and stuff. People were saying like her face is the one, the thing that's frozen, and all this stuff. But like, mm. I was just like, leave it alone. Like she hasn't been to the Oscars. She hasn't been in the public eye for years. Yeah. She's in like she's like a part of a system that's like so like focused on perfection and looks and like she has hasn't been in the public eye and then she like all of a sudden is gonna be the oscars and is nervous and like maybe has work done and now she's like i don't know i just i found maybe she hasn't been in the public eye for so long because her work went horrible the work she had done went horribly awry and it's just like she's weirdly self-conscious totally and the people that are saying like oh what the fuck's up with her face that's weird are the same people that would turn around and say like like if she was went up there looking like a normal old person, be like, oh, oh she's old, old person, How come that's she, yeah, gross. she's got money. Why like, you know what I mean? It's that. the same fight. Like well, the same. Well, that's the thing because people just like zingers. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. People don't fall on one on in one camp when it comes to that. They just kind of go, oh, what's funny about this person? Yeah, ah, I got some Twitter gold yeah. for that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's not it's not like popular opinion we need a celebrity to put those people in their place (laughs) like jimmy kimmel (laughs) come on jimmy take those people down a peg for me no yeah i was just like i don't know she was clearly like nervous and shaking and i was just like let her have her moment like with nervous yeah (laughs) whatever yeah it was kind of stupid yeah um yeah, and I don't know, the little... It was a really long telecast. I feel like it was a hell, uh, half hour longer than usual. I always... Every year, I'm like... It, like it, this, this one was three and a half hours. Usually, it's around three. Yeah. <clears throat> it, and it's and every year, I mean, I was... Matt Brown and the and Matt Price at Mamo did, like, mini podcasts all night. Oh, yeah. And I listened oh, to, yeah. I, And then they stitched it all together for those that want to listen to it afterwards. But they were talking about, it like, they would up... They would come in, they'd be like, this is a part of the show where, like, I'm thinking, this is going by fast. You know, they got, like, a bunch of them out of the top. It's been, like, 40 minutes. We've already hit, like, a bunch of these awards. And then slows down. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't it seem like... I feel like somebody's going to lose their job after this Oscars, too. Because there was all kinds of fucked up... Maybe it was the feed I was watching. But there was a lot of just bad television work where... They were. They'd come back from commercial, and the telecast clearly wasn't ready. You could hear people talking backstage. The camera couldn't find people at times. Like I can't remember which award it was, but <clears throat> I think I think it might have been supporting actress. Where it's like they which, show the clip, and then they come back. It's supposed to come back on the actress being like, "That's me up there." Yeah. <laughs> Instead, it was like black, and then it was on the floor, and the oh. camera spinning around. It's like, just put it on June Squibb, who's yeah. like, "It's not me." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny too There's because a bunch of things like that, though. I thought, <laughs> which is funny because they did the thing with Ellen where it was like, "You got to hit your marks," and she was half off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that was funny and clearly yeah. a joke. The I know. Rest of it was just like shoddy. But just funny that they made a joke about it, and they were like, "But also, this will happen." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like four more times. Yeah, for real it seemed pretty bad yeah the in memorandum uh segment yeah yeah i mean this was a massive amount of yeah. loss this year what is she yeah that and, made uh, me feel real real sad absolutely and because it came just shortly after bill murray uh with his quick little ad which was amazing yeah what, amazing. yeah what what did he say he was out there presenting for best cinematography right. and after they re- went through all the uh the people uh, the nominees when it cuts which you know you don't see the yeah presenters faces and then it cuts to them on the stage it's like oh sorry guys uh, you forgot one harold ramus for caddyshack ghostbusters and uh, groundhog day yeah mm-hmm. and then he was uh, kind of like sorry like apo- almost like apologized for doing it yeah in in a weird way but but like so charming and just like 
fuck that part that was like the only part that really got me misty other than the yeah, memorandum yeah. thing i was just like oh man it was pretty awesome and then the yeah. memorandum came up and uh, i wasn't sure if they were gonna have ramus on it because he so just soon. died and sometimes that doesn't happen like yeah. when roy scheider died he didn't make the cut yeah yeah which is <clears throat> just like it's, you got bizarre. a couple of days edit yeah. a guy in there you know? yeah like, yeah fuck off wait, wait so so year. up there harold ramus yeah. is like suck it scheider <laughs> <laughs> They just had they just had one clip of him going suck it, Shiner. Yeah. Luckily, he says that all the time in interviews. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty pretty heavy year of losses. Yeah. a lot of iconic, crazy. Uh, heavy you know, year. like Karen Black was a. Oh my god, yeah, I forgot yeah. about when she. I had completely uh, forgotten you know, about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then you got Peter O'Toole, of course. And yeah. yeah, a lot of major players are going. I mean, this is what happens the older you get. You know, like big, yeah. big. Like when I w- would watch the Oscars as a kid, all the. In memorandum, I didn't know. The yeah, you'd be like, I don't know. Like, well, look at these black and white pictures. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's really it was super sad. And uh, then Bette Midler came out and sang. That was okay. Oh, that's too bad. <clears throat> he, and it was like I, I don't know. I've I've heard things on both sides of the camp, but I was kind of like, what a nice in memorandum that was. Yeah, very tasteful and nicely done. And then it like doors open and she's like, Did I ever tell you? And I was like, Oh no, oh, is that what she sang? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was yeah. just like, that was nice. And then now it's was like, she, so, was it in memorandum? <laughs> The death of her career. And, yeah. Well, and also, and I she mean, sang, like, she's considered always been a good singer. She can still sing. Yeah. But not really sing that song how it's my, supposed to. Go. That's a yeah. soaring. Yeah. That's a yeah. big fucking number, you know. And my favorite, kinda, like, did it like a little calmer and just like, why are we even doing this? Yeah. Uh, my favorite tweet from that moment of the night was uh, a Toronto comedian uh, Ann Donahue. She tweeted, "Is this part of the crusty comeback classic?" <laughs> <laughs> I could not retweet that harder. I was like, ah, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> um, but you, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like, and I mean, you need to do, I mean, this is something, again, that man, they said on Mamo that I thought was right, which is like, you need to do something between, like, the biggest downer thing to, like, carry you into the next, like, award. But I don't think that was the right thing. <laughs> no, certainly not. Yeah, like, maybe plan peculiar. one of the other musical numbers or something or or go to commercials and then come back to a, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> there was ways. a million. There was a lot of other things yeah. you could have sing done. a different or song. Or have her sing any other song. You yeah. Know? Like just, yeah, because yeah. that sounds like a joke. Like, yeah. that sounds like a punchline. She should have came out and been like, another turning point, fork stuck in the road. <laughs> <laughs> She should have sang the theme song to Ruthless People. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she should have sang the Weird Al version of that Toothless People. Yeah. <laughs> Oscars, hire us next year. <laughs> Someone's listening, probably. Uh, <laughs> I assume so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, again, the, on Mammo, they mentioned this. It was just like, yeah, like it, it gets so slow in the middle, and then they're like, one, two, three, four, like the final, like a, like the final yeah. uh, award, just like boom, 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 good night. Yeah. It's like, yeah, why, yeah, yeah. It's just like, why did you spend so much time on sound editing, sound mixing, sound of sound mixing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, guy, um, this guy sounds great when he sound mixes. Yeah. I did like the, you know what, when they threw to the other awards and the other, the stuff with like Steve Martin, they kind of yeah. did like a little bit about like uh, a little showcase of the other awards that go on. Yeah. I was kind of like, I want to watch I'd these. I'd rather see those. Yeah. Why, why am I watching this show? I was like, I show me Steve about. Martin like accepting an achievement Ooh, award or whatever. I would love to see a show of hands of who saw the live action short that was nominated. Like, <laughs> put, like put Steve Martin on the stage, fucking idiots. Come on. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it was really, really draggy in the middle. Yeah. I spent that time drinking a bottle of wine. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I saw cl- I saw clips. I saw more clips of you drinking wine on Instagram than I saw clips of the uh, of, of the, the Oscars. Oscars. <laughs> uh, 
and I dare say it was more entertaining. I don't know, yeah, it's one of those things. It's like I would have rather been watching some movies, which is what my Instagram video is about. But at yeah. the same time, I like watching the Oscars, and yeah, yeah. You know, I got to do that every year. It's I, like one of those things. I, I was gonna watch it because for the first time ever, the Oscars were available streaming online. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had to subscribe to like ABC online or something oh, like that yeah, like, there was you, a ctv I've got stream a, a nine dollar antenna that just gives you yeah like, oh really that's what i yeah, have. i don't got yeah. that yeah there's like a, there was a ctv stream as well but like as soon as the oscar started my twitter was just like why did the stream break and it like broke instantly i figured oh, really? it was gonna happen yeah. too it was just like yeah it was an antenna Watch yeah. my ctv in peace yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the, then yeah they just cruise through the big awards which uh, don't they always do that? Isn't that like, yeah, yeah? Which yeah. is again, I don't know why they. I don't know. Yeah, they, I the mean, middle. they they fucking pad the hell out of the, mi- hell out of the middle of yeah. it. Like, it's I don't know. boring. I don't care about this stuff. Um, but let's talk about the big awards and what we think about that. Um, we were before we started recording, we were talking about uh, Alfonso Cuarón yeah. winning for best director. Yeah, yeah. Did we get that on air. Wait, all? I think we, we did. did. Yeah, yeah, we already okay. talked about that. My so, my yeah, whole thing about the Oscars was would I mean like I'm fine with everything that won. Um, but in in a perfect world, aka my opinion world, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about that. In, Dan, in Dan world, Philomena in Nebraska uh, would have swept Oscars. the awards that they were nominated yeah, for. Absolutely. I love Bruce Dern. I love Jane Squibb. I uh, love fucking those movies. Just yeah. for me, and I mean, I like, don't know. There's something about those two movies that I just think are so perfectly juxtaposed. Like the simplicity of Philomena and how deep it is emotionally and then nebraska which is which also, is virtually sort of the same type of storytelling yeah it's really but uh, so different and stark and and minimalist yeah. yeah yeah um now you didn't see blue jasmine no i, I didn't did. see blue jasmine you saw blue I jasmine saw uh, her over uh, no, Judy absolutely Dench. not. It her over kinda, like look, her performance is awesome. So it's not like it's a crappy win or something like right. that. You know, it's not, like if Sandra Bullock won, I would have been pissed. But uh, and, and why, that's the thing. I heard so much. <laughs> I've heard, been angry. I've heard a um, lot about Sandra Bullock and her performance in Gravity, which is fine. It's a fine performance. Yeah, but it, it's pretty but good. There are people that are just like best thing she's ever done. Incredible act. Like the what she does for only ever seeing her face and blah blah blah. And well, I'm just kind of like I don't see it. It's just well, even if it is, it's not that good. Yeah, it's no. Like yeah, it's, it's sure fine. it's the best thing she's ever done. Maybe yeah, but whatever. Like so I've seen a million better performances. Yeah, I've um, seen Steven Seagal do the best thing he's yeah, ever done. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, everyone has the best thing they've done. Yeah, even murderers. Um, <laughs> yeah, who got best murderer this year? I, I want to know who got best Luke Skywalker. <laughs> That's a call forward to yeah, an upcoming yeah, do-over. An episode you'll hear on another show in a couple of months. Um, I uh, So, yeah, I saw all of the performance uh, nominees. I saw their films. And, yeah, Kate Blanchett's really, really great in Blue Jasmine. But I just I don't think there was any competition other than between Judy Dench and Meryl Streep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those were like, I know that they always get the, the well, I don't, they don't always, but they get nominated all the time and they're, and they're old, so no one cares anymore. But that was the work. That was the real work that was done. Like, it yeah. was nuanced, that was leveled. I really think it was Judy Dench this year who Me put too. In the, had the most uh, varied and controlled and breathtaking and performance. Fucking hilarious. So funny, yeah. so sad, so uh, God, just memorable, you know? And, yeah. and at her age, I think it's I think that's the best work she's done. Yeah. Uh so, you know, that that that's a that's a lot to, yeah. to overcome. Me, I but agree. I, that's something from her that I I thought was really unique. And Meryl Streep too, like she was awesome when she won for uh, the Iron Lady, which is awesome in almost everything, but 
this was I thought particularly strong for her August Osage County and it was yeah. much better than she was great in it uh, than the rest of the nominees like I just thought it was kind of silly that it was even a question and you know Kate Blanchett's very good in it don't get me wrong it's very good but that's it it's just very good <laughs> I've seen her yeah. be better yeah <clears throat> I, I can yeah. see that. So, you know, I, that, that seemed to seen just it, come but, out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. Like, but uh, it, I would it, have thought, oh, she'll never win this. Yeah. Oh. But uh, Judy Dench and Mel Streep are old and already have Oscars. So thanks anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a bummer. Yeah. I don't know. And uh, Matthew Conhey winning. I think that's fine. It's a very, very yep. amazing performance. It was, yep. I thought it was really just between him and. Uh, yeah. Two at a ledge of four. Um, yeah, I, I I think I would have given it to him. Um, maybe over. I was actually surprised that Leonardo DiCaprio didn't win because I, I felt like win. it was going to be like a political win. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's give him a fucking Oscar because he's so great in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, he's good in it. I still would have <laughs> given it to. I would have actually probably given it to Bruce Dern or uh, yeah or Chuel I don't like. I, yeah. I to me, yeah, I'm Dern just like great. Leo's. Du- I don't know. I like I like I think Leo's a great actor, but and I I don't see what everybody else does. Like I've seen him be great for me when he was in in Django, mm-hmm. that was actually like one of the first yeah. times that I've sat up. Like he's actually made me be like okay, yeah, yeah. because it was so not like the other stuff that he's done. Just you Dumb. know like and and I feel like this movie um, Wolf is kind of almost an extension of that where he's doing the kind of like frothing at the mouth angry stuff. Yeah, where I feel like is when he did it in Django, I was like oh shit. Oh sure, in Wolf of Wall Street, he's he's definitely acting as ass off. Like you can see yeah the behind the the scenes, but stuff it wasn't with him. something that I hadn't seen from him. No, yeah. whereas I thought he was like Aviator was something where I yeah. thought he went. Above his, like, yeah. he's always good. He gives award level performances mm-hmm. all the time. But like that was one where I thought he did a more than usual yeah. job. Yeah, um, I just think I was kind of like I feel like I don't know mm-hmm. his time is not not passed, but like no, he's but like the like the there have been times to give him awards that I didn't yeah. think this year was one of them. Yeah, he's not even forty yet. Like he'll he'll get his Oscar. Yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know. Yeah, we don't need to worry about Leo. <laughs> <laughs> there was a good Photoshop of the uh, selfie that Ellen took, and then there was a shot of like her camera from the front, and it was just a picture of Leo frowning. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, Bruce Dern definitely w- was deserving too. I think I don't know. It's hard. This is a really stacked actor category this yeah. year. I yeah, think everybody did a great job. So. I don't know. Uh, it was nice that Bruce Dern was nominated just so we could see Jim Carrey do his Bruce Dern impression. That again. was weird. <laughs> <laughs> he did, well, he didn't lead up to it. He just started yelling at Bruce Dern as Bruce Dern. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I liked him. <laughs> his Bruce Dern is very good. Is it really? Oh, yeah. It's awesome. I don't think I've ever seen him do it's Bruce It's quite Dern. hilarious. So that made me happy. As soon as he walked out, I'm like, "What is he doing? Oh, he's there to do Bruce Dern. That's yeah. all he's here for." And then he didn't even he didn't even he didn't uh, do an award. Yeah, no, no, he just introduced one of the stupid clips they had. Oh. Like, here's a again. Movies there, here's my last thing about the Oscars. Yeah, that we'll was when, when every year they're like the theme this year is derper derper der, and I'm like, okay, there's fucking, a theme. Yeah, there's always a theme, and and this year it was heroes in movies, and so they kept cutting they to did like two. They did one. They did animated. Stuff animated heroes. Remember and then, all these movies, clips yeah. of animated movies, and then men heroes, and maybe one or two women. But men yeah. and explosions, boom! Yeah, man. 
I was and, just and like, they just, like they aren't even discerning about no. what movies are in there. No, there's some bad ones. <laughs> some crap. And, and then like, it was like also Aaron Brockovich, also uh, Ripley, and there was one or two others. And then it was like, but mostly just men running away from explosions. Yeah. And I was like, fuck off. Why does the Oscars need a theme? <laughs> they do it all the time. And, and why like, does it have to be a movie related theme? If the Oscars, there's already enough movies. Yeah. Why don't they have like Enchantment Under the Sea or something like yeah. that? Like it was like a prom. Yeah. That I'm down for that. Interesting. To see. <laughs> <laughs> way more interesting. I'm up to for that. that. Yeah. Yeah. The theme, a theme the whole Oscars after one movie. Yeah. That's it. Everyone has to dress up like somebody from Back of the Future. Yeah. <laughs> they all have to dress up. That fucking takes care of the red carpet, thing, right? Yeah. Everybody just wears a red vest. But it's like they're long enough as they are, and they didn't even fucking commit to the hero thing. No. And it's see, like, like that's what I don't understand. Is like they don't need to fill time. Yeah. There's enough happening that it takes three and a half hours to get yeah. through the damn thing. And it, and and it's not a theme. It's just like here's the two clips that have a theme. It's like there were, the yeah. stage wasn't themed. Everything. It's nothing else. Is like themed. remember when you would remember renting movies and they would have a like. You know, oh, you can buy all these yeah, awesome the Paramount things from like, Paramount. I'm so excited! Like, <laughs> or like, it's just that. That's these days all it are is. happy days. <laughs> like the fucking intros on the VHS were just like Paramount. Yeah, yeah. Did you, you know, know we have Grease? Yeah. <laughs> Still have it. <laughs> now it's 1995. By now on VHS, yeah. 1995. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it is exactly Yours like those. Yeah. yeah, that's all it is. Like, I don't or, like the what intro, I'm yeah. doing here. I don't the, feel differently about heroes or movies now. I know. <laughs> Just fuck off, Oscars. Ooh, Iron Man, yeah. Yeah, mm, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's definitely some fucking stupid. duds in there. I was like, really? Oh, yeah, totally. There's like a Transformers clip in there or some shit. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, bummer. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. It was. Uh, I like Ellen as the host. I liked that she was kind of off the cuff and it was relaxed. It, I, I yeah, wasn't against wasn't it, yeah. stupid musical numbers and... I was Old happy Billy with Crystal that. jokes a little, and stuff, yeah. you know. Because I mean, what well, was the year before Seth MacFarlane, Billy Crystal again, or what Seth was before MacFarlane that? Seth MacFarlane was last year, and I think Billy Crystal before that. Yeah. Billy Crystal was like their like we've had a crew because of the disaster with James yeah. Franco and yeah. Hathaway. Like we've had a few. Well, it was supposed to be Eddie Murphy that year, and then Eddie and then, Murphy was like, "Yeah, I don't want to do this," and then right. Billy Crystal was like, "I do." Was, yeah, <laughs> and it was supposed to be Eddie Murphy because it, they were going to have it done by Brett Ratner, Brett Ratner yeah. Yeah. which he opened his been. fucking awful mouth. Amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, they they didn't let him do it because he he's because a horrible he homophobe said, uh that rehearsal is for faggots yeah. i think <laughs> and then god he, uh, what is, is there a worse human being in the world i don't think so <laughs> he did do tower heist <laughs> i still haven't seen, I that. Haven't seen that i saw about half of it that is an unpleasant film yeah <laughs> nothing i'm and i don't i cannot tell if it's supposed to be just an action movie or a comedy it's because it isn't either. I can't it's, tell. Such a, it's such a great cast, though. Yeah, like, it's shocking. outstanding. But yeah, I mean, I was watching and I watched. I think I watched like forty minutes of it. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about what's going on here. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is either the worst action movie or a comedy with no jokes. I can't tell what's. It's either a tower or a heist. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a bummer. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's about. I've, we've talked uh, for almost forty minutes. Oh God, Damn. good lord! That's, that's worth See you next Wednesday, Oscar yeah. spectacular. Just another two hours and fifty minutes to go of Oscar coverage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, well, we're matching this thing time, minute for minute for. Yeah. <laughs> well, later on, I'm going to mispronounce Dan Gorman's name. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do our heroes and podcasting montage. <laughs> <laughs> it's all us. Yeah, oh, just pictures of us. We're mm. just going to play the uh, Jack Reach around clip for another yeah. hour. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone? No? Still still funny? Still pretty good? Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty good book. Pretty good clip. <laughs> um, hey. 
Should we should we now uh, get into film roulette? Is that yeah, what? I don't I don't anything else. To cool. Do. Let's go. Film Roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something that looks good. Greg and I took a chance on a Canadian horror thriller called Solo, and we will tell you all about that. But afterwards, Casey's going to tell you because he lost the die roll about Endless Love. Yes, it's I went gonna and saw be lovely. Endless Movie. Yeah. And uh, but the person that loses this week, Casey, gets to give the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week. Last year, uh, last year, <laughs> last episode, um, last episode, I was coming off of Pompeii 3D, so I gave yeah. Greg and Casey an album of Beatles covers sung by dogs and other animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, many. And that's how we play, and that is how we will roll and play again at the end of this segment. So. I got I got the IMDb the IMDb up here for solo. for solo. Uh, this is a Canadian film directed by Isaac Kravitz. D- written and directed. He's yes. the first uh, first film debut. Yeah. Um, starring Annie Clark. She's from uh, Degrassi and is some she? other Canadian television uh, programming. Mm-hmm. Um, this is about a teenage girl who is terrorized when she spends two nights alone on a remote island as a part of her camp counselor initiation. Um, and, uh, I went and saw this at the Carlton, oh. uh, classic see you next Wednesday name drop of the sketchy Carlton. Yeah. I actually had a, <laughs> a great time at the Carlton. Did you? Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I lucked out. Uh, it didn't smell like pee. No, yeah, I was, was going to say <laughs> it like, didn't smell at all. You're and the, seats, of the seats were crazy people wandering around while you're trying to watch a movie. Although, okay. So it was empty and then a bunch, and then actually a fair amount of people came yeah, in. You never get away with seeing it no. in a small, but know. it was a 2 PM on like a Saturday. And so it wasn't packed. And, uh, the, the only weird thing that happened was like five minutes before the end of the movie old couple came in and watched the last five minutes and i was like do you are you just watching the end of whatever's on <laughs> like and then they got up and left they weren't like there for the next movie it was like you just saw the spoiler of a movie <laughs> um well, some, that's all some people have time for. yeah but I, I i will say this about their about their theater the, the way that their seats are installed is perfect because <laughs> you you because i posted you a photo of a, it. Uh, a picture of yeah. the sight lines because you're never lined up with somebody the person in front true. of you is staggered like really well. staggered more yeah. than usual and yeah. i was like fucking right carlton not bad um but anyway solo yeah. solo um, so it's a story i'll read the uh synopsis here i said it did you i did i was paying attention to you. yeah i know <laughs> Man, i'm not together today <laughs> uh me either yes but uh so Okay, this movie's Canadian. Yeah. Obviously, um, not that all Canadian movies are going to suffer in one way or another. There are some perfect Canadian movies. But this movie, mm-hmm. in my opinion, definitely does have some things about it that are easy. Like, the acting on some of the characters aren't fucking great. It, ta- it It's one of those movies for me, I felt like it took a little bit for me to, like, recalibrate when I sat down to watch it to be like, okay, I need, I'm need i going to have to let some things go right. while I watch this movie. Um <clears throat> I don't know. I guess I'll get it out of the way. I thought that this movie, w- when it worked, I found enough to recommend about this movie, but it did really drop the ball in the final uh, 
chunk of the film. Yeah, I, I really agree with you. But I felt like for a while, like I was really on board. Me too. For a good chunk of it, mostly because it's shot really nicely. Yeah, and the acting's Looks really good. I and like that Amy like, Clark girl. She she, Clark? she was the best yeah. of the movie. There was another character. Well, mostly, I'm referring to the the little like her friend that shows up. He's yeah. awful. Yeah, and there he's was a not couple, good, but the uh, uh, Daniel Cash who plays Ray in it, and yeah. uh, Richard Clarkin, who are both uh, Canadian character yeah. actors who have yeah. like, long, long careers. Uh, Richard Clarkin was excellent in Goon. Um, yes, and Daniel Cash was in Aliens. Yeah, <laughs> he was Spunkmeyer. Yeah, uh, you know that. You know when the uh, the pilot uh, in the uh, the the shuttle gets killed in Aliens, and they're like, "What are we gonna do now, man?" Yeah. Uh, when a, one guy is coming up in, they're gonna close the back, and he puts his hand down. And he's like, "Oh, there's goo," and they're like, yeah. she's like "Get up here." That guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, sorry. I, I heard Goo and Spunkmire. Yeah, <laughs> what movie were you watching? But he's really good. I really the, the, from the, from the lead the, girl, those Annie performances Clark, and, were good. and these two guys. Really good performances. Yeah. Cinematography is really good. I loved the. Uh, um, the... Casey's phone is talking. Uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> My phone is repeating everything Greg says yeah. right yeah, now. Yeah, like the, those the the trio in the center of the film are are the people that definitely carry the weight of it and do a real like I actually thought her performance was great like, I, I thought too. she, I like her she a lot. really sells the movie and I like that they cast somebody who looks like a person to do a nice physical role I yes guess. Like she's running and around all the time she has a really great transformation over the course of the movie Fuck in yeah. terms of being like lost and alone in the in the woods yeah, yeah. and having to fight back pulls a lot of fucking really smart moves out absolutely she doesn't do stupid things no which I really like so I was sitting I'm watching I'm like a half an hour or 40 minutes in and I'm like I like this cast a lot it's shot really well it's the, got a good pace she's score. making Intelligence was really great, good, and she's making intelligent decisions. So now, what do you you have? All these good things in place. Mm-hmm. You have to finish though. There's got to be, yeah, and there isn't. No, it's it, got the it, clumsiest. It just it devolves. There, it wasn't an idea for an ending or something yeah. like that. And I found the choreography of the. Because it just turns into a chase. Yeah, for the, the last like the end, twenty minutes. Like, we don't oh, God, which, really. This yeah, is all we have. I I, I kind of enjoy and all the tension. Just bleh, falls yeah, out the tension it. definitely falls out. I I did enjoy that it wasn't a overtly over ambitious film. I kind of liked that. I feel like the kind of movie that Solo's trying to be is really hard to fucking nail the landing on. Yeah, for it's sure. it's almost like a Ty West movie if the script wasn't quite there. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it, it's really sparse. And and those moments in the early goings of this movie where it's basically you're, like you said like the the actress the the cinematography the score you got a backstory that you're hinting at that's yeah. actually kind of interesting pretty cool but has no bearing then yes and and like and but those flat. like there's scenes where it's just her in the woods the cinematography is brilliant and she's in the dark and she's moving her her flashlight around you're like you've knit like you got me like yeah. I'm on edge yeah. <laughs> totally like, definitely there was moments in this movie where I was like you've done it like this is really good but yeah it, it just and and I kind of thought like the 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 way that the where the villain goes is just was kind of like this movie should have been like the sparse thing I felt like the t- they kind of tipped over played their hand a little bit with a villain being so wacky crazy yeah i kind of thought i mean the, it, i liked him yeah yeah but yeah it just goes a, it, it that's turns the it one. turns a corner too hard yeah with some things and then just again it has like and i found through the chase and like when it got physical when the threat is really supposed to be there it felt like i was watching a like theater rehearsal for you know a fight scene yeah like it just really felt i didn't feel like there was a little danger. muted or Nobody looked like they were in like it looked goofy. Yeah, like, watching them like, there was struggle. A, there was a couple. Like, things. I don't got you. I got to pretend like I don't got you. Yeah, you know, uh, like, you know, yeah. like yeah, that is, lacked, that's hard to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it just it like, really wasn't there. Yeah, there was a couple things at the end that I thought like the the final blow of the movie, if you will, that the mm-hmm. final like 
physicality, the thing that kind of takes the villain yeah. out. I mean, there's no, no it's a fucking slasher thing. Yeah, uh, the final girl in the movie is going to deal a blow at the end of the movie, yeah, and yeah. I was like, whoa, yeah, like yeah, I kind of pretty okay, pretty cool. Yeah, but um, but I was so checked out of that point. It was yeah, like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, they definitely, you did it. yeah. And they and and yeah, like I said, for the villain, for where they go with the villain, I kind of felt like it was almost half-heartedly like, like the the way that the villain is revealed and who he's revealed to be and stuff. It's yeah. kind of just like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, like they it, like, don't really sell it. It's almost no, like it's maybe you'd like this to be the villain. Like, there was all kinds of good ideas set up there, but yeah. like just, it's like they were checking out on or something like that. Like, oh no, that's gonna be. T- How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Too complicated or messy to get into. and I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just really... A yeah. shame because it was Cause it was almost heading towards like oh who's this you know yeah. like with well, this great new movie good filmmaker but yeah. I don't know it's he's, I would definitely he's good he's probably set up to do some pretty decent television procedural work yeah. now you know I would like, be <laughs> I would be interested and it's excited a good audition reel <laughs> yeah and and I mean I would be interested and excited to see like if this if this guy makes another movie that he writes and directs like yeah I would watch it for sure it looked I would great be, yeah. I'm, I'm more curious about the cinematographer than anything yeah uh, other than the actors well i mean again it's a these the two canadian older uh, character actors are always worth checking out and these guys mm-hmm. are great they're total pros yeah it's just yeah like there's moments in this movie where you, they sell it and it works like there's a part where she goes into a tent and she finds all those photos on the top mm-hmm. of the tent and i was yeah. like oh shit yeah, things so are getting interesting like so, i'm so into it oh man and you and every character you meet Seems like they might be threatening. Yeah, you don't know if they are. Like totally, that, all that was set up so well. That, that's good acting. Yeah, it, that it's all on the the the, the shoulders of the, the performers in it. Like really setting up. Like, well, yeah, this guy's probably those, off, but I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like those three, like the two main dudes and her were great. I did yeah. think like that fucking yeah, friend was. Like, I have a beer. Do yeah, you what? want one? Like, go away, <laughs> poor man. Can, poor man's Canadian James Franco. <laughs> yeah, <that guy>. yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, there's nothing about that sentence yeah. that makes me comfortable. Yeah. But it's def- yeah, like it's it's just yeah they set it up like they don't spend any they don't spend 
time they don't have at the beginning. It's just kind of like, boom, boom, boom. This is what's happening. Mm -hmm. Here's her backstory. She's going to Mm -hmm. camp. She's got to do a solo. Boom, you're in it. Yeah. I like that kind of economy of opening in in thrillers. Right. But, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I respect that. it, it It drops the ball. But I would still say, like, if this hits Netflix, like... It's it's worth it is worth seeing looking it's not into a pile of shit. It no, just, it it has promise of being exceptional, and it turns out to be average. Yeah, definitely, I would agree with that assessment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so solo, yeah, but, but this girl is something to look out for. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah, she has a she has a weird like tinge of Jennifer Lawrence in her. Like sure, it, like like younger Jennifer Lawrence yeah. in Winter's well, Bone or whatever. She's got a good uh, good screen presence. She has yeah, charisma. Definitely. Yeah, you got charisma, kid. Yeah, real good. Um. <clears throat> Where's Sugar Ohio maybe, for his next picture? Yeah. You got a thousand dollars. Yeah. Maybe she'll find endless love someday, maybe. Casey. <laughs> Why don't you run us through the film that you saw called Endless, endless Love? love. Uh, this is a uh, a remake of. Well, it's it. They're both based on a book, um, but it was made once in 1981 with Brooke Shields, mm-hmm. and then uh, this year, 2014, uh, with some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce uh, Bruce Greenwood's in there, and uh, Robert Patrick. Oh boy, this movie is. <laughs> oh boy, it works its hardest to be the most boring thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it is shot it, to the point where I was fascinated the whole the, the whole way through because. Um, okay, so it's it's about this boy from the wrong side of the tracks. Uh oh. Um, who meets this rich girl who's going to be a doctor, Mm-mm. and then her dad's like, "I don't want you dating my daughter." Because I have no reason. That's what the script dictates. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like literally, like he's that's like, what these words say. It's like everybody is so tired. Um, so yeah, and basically that's it. And then the dad just tries to keep uh, him from dating her, his daughter. Uh, oh boy, I, I don't even know how to attack this. It is really fascinating. But at, at one point, um, the the boy from the wrong side of the tracks really starts to win over the rest of the family, and the mom from the family is, is like, uh, I, "I I love this boy. He taught me how to love again." Um, and I'm like, "There's what? <laughs> uh, yeah." <laughs> like, I don't even know how to attack this thing. It, it, it's so so. He starts this guy. This kid starts dating this girl, um, and they fall in love. But she's gonna go to to school somewhere. No. But then she doesn't go to school because she no. wants to stay with him. It's no. like everything. <laughs> it's like every single trope, but they they haven't tried to do anything new with it. Yeah. Um. So he. So he starts dating her, and then he goes to their cabin because the dad wants them to get away from the boy. So he go, they go to the cabin, but he comes with them. And the mom is like, so she's like, this boy has changed us all. He's made us all believe in ourselves. But he doesn't do anything. To, to, <laughs> to, like, so every... Oh, oh, this is really hard to explain. You probably should have just watched Fear instead. Uh, but let me in the house. Wow. Well, like... <laughs> <laughs> let me in the house. I don't know. I don't know. I, there's there's really nothing what else, else okay, to say. So where where does this movie fucking end up? Like, is it is it everything? Where, where does it end up? Is it, it everything that you would have expected? Does pre- he have a shady past? He, well, sort of. In that he apparently beat a man half to death for fucking his mom. Um, 
and then and so That's he's got like a charge against him and then the dad's like the dad gets a restraining order and goes you can't see my daughter anymore but then he keeps seeing the daughter anyway and then he saves the dad from a fire and the dad's like okay you can date my daughter yeah oh that's the whole movie it's really fascinating but i don't remember anything about it (laughs) yeah uh and i just watched it today yeah should have seen fear instead yeah he left me in the house (laughs) if i had the energy to start beating my chest i would Yeah, (laughs) uh, yeah yeah it's um it's great yeah eight out of ten real good yeah, like the, the people, it's some of the worst acting I've ever seen. Yeah. Like Bruce Greenwood looks embarrassed. Uh, Robert Patrick is actually pretty good, um, <laughs> and uh, and the kids, uh, uh, something I don't even remember her name. Yeah. Uh, she, like generic blonde lady and um, generic other guy. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. Very good. <laughs> There's okay. The plot synopsis on this Wikipedia is huge. <laughs> I don't understand, but that's crazy because there's really no plot. Oh my god! There's, they sneak into a local zoo. Oh yeah, they do <laughs> sneak into a zoo. Yeah, <laughs> Case is holding out on zoo escapades. From this movie. Well, I don't want to spoil everything. They sneak well, they into have a, a good zoo. time and play hide and seek according to the Wikipedia. Oh, they that don't play hide and delightful. seek. They ride on a carousel and then they don't ride on the <laughs> carousel is, anymore. This is a great sentence. Endless carousel. Endless carousel. <laughs> they 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 are convinced by a friend to sneak into a local zoo. They do so and have a good time playing hide and seek. Looking at various animals and riding the carousel. That is true. To <laughs> be fair, they ride the carousel and they look at at least two animals. <laughs> oh, the guy in it, he's beastly. Uh, what? Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's not how I would describe yeah, him. Yeah, he's from that uh, beastly movie. Yeah, where is that the, the tattoos one? Makes a guy all shiny and he's like, no one will love me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that guy? Yeah. I'm beastly. Uh, <laughs> well, um, he's, he's terrible. Shiny beast. I love... Okay, spoiler alert for the end of the movie, but mm-hmm. uh, I just this is another great sentence from the Wikipedia. Jade and David lay next to each other as her voice explains... How her voice over explains how her first love was everything, all at once, and is the once-in-a-lifetime kind of love worth fighting for. Yeah, but <laughs> every, line, every line was like that. Like, every line was like, I love you and I just want to be with you. David gets slammed by yeah, a car? Yeah, but you're from the you're wrong side of the tracks. Sh- yeah, but you're a, you're a doctor who has a lot of money. Yeah, but I love you anyway. Yeah, but I love you anyway, too. The end. Seems oh. like we're on the same page about this loving thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but my dad doesn't love you. Yeah, but I'll make him love me. Yeah, but he won't love you. I'm the dad and I don't love you. <laughs> oh. I want you just to reenact the whole movie. I, I, I just did. <laughs> oh. Again, again, yeah, again. Go to the zoo again. Yeah. Hey, carousel. Let me in the fucking house. <laughs> Ugh, just the worst. Nobody rides a roller coaster and fingers each other or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fear seems way better than this movie. <laughs> yeah. Are any animals brutalized in this film like in any of the other erotic 90s thrillers? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Oh, they didn't no. go to that zoo to kill a bunch of animals? <laughs> no. No, they didn't kill or finger any animals. Oh, <laughs> let's go finger that dragon. I love you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I've derailed this podcast. I'm delirious. <laughs> uh, yeah, that just sounds the worst. great. Mm. I'm so glad I didn't have to see that. Yeah. It sounds boring as fuck. Yeah, but. Again, there was something fascinating about it. Like, yeah. it kept my attention the whole time. How yeah. long was it? Uh, an hour minutes. and 40 minutes, I yeah. think. Oh, 
44. Iron 44 minutes. Yeah. Light. That's almost 45. Too bad. Yeah. That sounds way too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, budget, 20 million. Box office, 28. 28 million. Like, amazing. Made a bit of money. I don't understand how. I feel like these... Are these people somebody's? <laughs> like, are they like... <laughs> Like uh, she's like, not. I don't think. Because no. I looked him like up. TV and he's people from, that like, are gonna... I am four or whatever that movie was. She's from the 2011 Musketeers. The <laughs> oh, she was. I didn't know oh, that okay. was a thing. She was Sue Snell in Kid the Carrie remake. Blah. Oh and, yeah, and she oh, was you know in what? The, I think she was in the vampire. Somebody was in the vampire movie. She was in one of those uh, Saint Trini- Trinian's uh, movies that they made a bunch of sequels. They were kind of like a British thing. Maybe maybe huh. this thing pulled some people in because of the just like the. I don't know. It just seems like all the deep fans of Beastly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Beast. Anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, that sounds like a terrible movie. Well, because of me having to go see Pompeii 3D, uh, I gave you guys an album. I'm not looking forward to what Casey's going to give us this week. I feel like it'll be awful. But, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be awful. <laughs> yeah. But before we get to that, yeah. I want to know what you guys thought of the album Beetle Barkers mm-hmm. by the Woofers and Tweeters Ensemble from 1983 released on Passport Records. What year? 1983. Really? Yep. Oh, wow. Uh this album consists of dogs barking a parody of popular Beatles songs. Uh, the Wikipedia claims the guitar and, instru- and other instrumental tracks are very similar to similar to the original Beatles recordings. <laughs> well, I, I will say some of them are. Yeah, some of them are. Some of them. Not some of them sound like. Well, some of them sound like karaoke tracks, and then a lot others of them sound very like karaoke. Yeah, like my band from grade eight. Yeah, <laughs> learned a couple um, of. You'll be uh, interested to know that in a review from 1983, the Boston Phoenix said the album was quote. A real howler. Oh, end uh, quote. Why do I no, now knowing that it's from 1983 has like upped my opinion of it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, why. this was way ahead of its I, time. Well, it kind of is because eventually we'd get Jingle Cats. You know, that was a very big success. Yeah, like ten years later, or fifteen um, years later. I, I I walked in on Casey <laughs> listening to it. Uh, and that's all I was Jesus. doing. Yeah, and above the sheets, he was, his short and goofies were out. There was fucking barking. Uh, 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 yeah, I, I just, I'll just say it. I had a great time listening to this. I thing. was hoping. It I was, really did. Well, it it was a journey because I was like very amused by it at first. Then I started to feel like I was going crazy. Yeah, and then. I don't know, somewhere somewhere near the end, I can't remember what it was, maybe a hard day's night or something like that, I came back around and I started laughing almost uncontrollably. There's a, there is a <laughs> journey to this album. Yeah. Um, whether it's intentional or not, there's a journey to this album. And it's, uh, it starts out, it's a lot of what you think it sounds like, that's yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, and you kind of go, okay, that's the first 40 seconds is like, this is pretty funny that they're yeah. doing this. And that they made a whole album about, uh, of it, but I don't really have to listen to the whole album to get the joke. But at points, like, it's just, like, they'll be barking along with the melody of the song, but then some songs devolve into just a bunch of chicken noises. <laughs> yeah. And, like, well, was, a cow every once in a while. I, I said to Casey, because I heard a bunch of the songs, I only listened to the one or two on, on YouTube yeah. mm-hmm. from when I first discovered it, and I love those. They're super, they make me laugh. I put them on when I'm sad, like, yep, happy again. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but, um... Uh, yeah, there was one of the ones playing before we started recording that Casey was listening to, and I was just like, "I." It sounds like they've just gotten bored and just been like, "Put them all in." 
yeah. every single one, and then I was like, I, I've lost the melody. Well, yeah, see, that's the thing is when it when it just devolves into all these chicken noises and stuff like that. You're you've been listening to it for like twenty minutes or and, half an hour, and I was. Like, am I going crazy that I don't remember how this Beatles song goes? Yeah. See, now maybe I it did... does go. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's I, it. I found those moments to be like a palate cleanser for me <laughs> because when they started to go back into like actually just doing the melody, I'm like, oh, here we are. This, yeah. this, this actually. So what you're saying is this album is actually about showing the gap between noise and melody, and it's in it's it's. Tipping the needle into the noise territory only so that you will be able to appreciate the melody or see how the melody comes out of the noise. It's a lot like a My Bloody Valentine album. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I'm yeah. into it now. Yeah. It's you... the shoegaze of animal yeah. Beatles covers. Uh, I will say there is for me a standout track. The standout track for me was uh, uh, Obla Di Obla Da. Uh, yeah, pretty good. Me too. Because Just because Those, of the Obla Di Obla Da part. Because yeah. it's a dog going, it's a dog and then a chicken. It goes, rawr, 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 rawr. And I'm like, that's the best thing I've heard all day. Uh, super into that. Yeah, that's pretty good. I could get on board with that being yeah. the best one. This that was... chicken, every, I laughed every time. Yeah, yeah the every, chicken is always funny. <laughs> that's one of the ones I heard on YouTube. That's what, yeah. yeah, so good. I can't remember what song it is. The whole guitar solo is a chicken, <laughs> but it doesn't really change. It's just like... Mark, 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 mark. Amazing. And I don't know if it was going for the solo or not. Again, I lost all comprehension of what the real song was. Yeah. Pretty great. The chicken is the, uh, you know, the, the, the show stealer here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. yeah, it should be called The Beetle Barkers and the Chicken. Yeah, starring yeah. Chicken. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I got more uh, I got more stuff like this in my oh, back pocket. Jesus. So Yeah, but it is like, I highly recommend if you're going to Go try YouTube, and listen yeah. to this, try and listen to the whole album straight through and just see what... Where you go? Because <laughs> it starts funny. It's like the it's like an Andy Kaufman. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Like like towards the middle of the Great Gatsby, you're like, come on. <laughs> towards the end, it's the funniest thing you've ever. Heard. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, well, that was a fun. Yeah, so, yeah I, that was a fun. It was a nice album light to to. trip I, into madness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I imagine Casey will go easy on us. Be nice. Be nice. No, this it. one's not going to be. I'm fun. sick. No, I'm sick. This, yeah, this well, better have a chicken in it. You're not going to get sort of. <laughs> uh, you're not going to get better, um, because 2014 uh, heralds the uh, new album from uh, Suzanne Vega. <laughs> So, oh my. Suzanne Vega has a new album out called Tales from the Realm of the Queen of Pentacles. Oh. And that sounds like the worst thing 2014 mm. has to offer. I so, know. I, I didn't like, know she was still doing anything. Nor did I. I, I don't even think I've heard that name out. in my life. Suzanne Vega? Don't you remember? Remember that song? I don't know. What else did she have? She had another song, too. 99. Point eight Fahrenheit degrees or whatever. I I don't know. In the middle of the nineties, that's actually sort of go. a peculiar album that I like some of, but I've not really listened to much of her other than the yeah that nineties surprise nineties hit she had, and then the Tom's Diner was then more famous as a remix by I don't remember who remixed it, but they threw a beat like a hip hop beat yeah, under it. I remember it that. Pretty fucking cool. I remember what her song was. Her song was uh, "My Name Is Luca." Was that her? Uh, I don't know. You're giving this to me. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, was that Susan Vega? I don't think I so. I live on the second floor. Yeah, no. I don't think so. 
I can't remember who did Luca. Anyway, I'm sure I probably will recognize something, but I don't. It, it's not ringing a bell, but I uh, am scared <laughs> about whatever this album. I is. feel like it's going to be. Uh, yeah, Suzanne Vega did that. She Luca did song. Luca. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's gonna. You're gonna feel like a mom by the end of this. Great, right? <laughs> listening to it. Get my mom jeans out. I think yeah. it's gonna be weird. Yeah, she makes outsider music. It's- I. Oh God! Well, let me see. Do you have it there? Yeah. Let me see the cover of the album, and then uh, I will be able to see. Uh, okay, uh, it's crouching down. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Interesting. Well, I look forward to it. I don't know what to expect. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. It could. It, I, yeah, who knows? It could be pop oriented like that. But I, most of what I know from her is pretty art. Yeah. Based. Well, you know that's in quotations, but weird <laughs> stuff. Either yeah. way, I yeah. think it's going to be great. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's not. I don't yeah, <laughs> I hope there's a. I feel like it's going to be exhausting. I hope. I I hope there's a crap. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be at least one. It's just all of her old songs, and that was chickens. Yeah, well, there's an <laughs> my idea. My name is Luca. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so now we're gonna roll, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so what are we rolling for this week? Is another one of those weird, yeah. Well, if, if weird weeks, we're not being lied to by the internet, which we often we, are. It happens sometimes. We live <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> um, yeah, Steve Coogan's Alan Partridge film. Yes, um, should be opening on March seventh here. Yeah, in Toronto. So that obviously is a winner. So yeah, I, I would like to see that. I want to see it. It's supposed yeah. to be super funny. So yeah, and all that Alan Partridge stuff is excellent. If you're able to flip around your uh, Netflix regions, it's uh, you can find everything Alan Partridge yeah. related on I'm Netflix in Ireland and UK. Do some more of that, yeah. Yeah. Sweet, yeah, and I'm then, excited. I've heard like because it, it's been out, I think, overseas in the UK for a while, and I've heard nothing but just like this is the funniest movie of the year, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So exciting. Yeah, Be, yeah, it's interesting. That, like again, he's so great to, to you know just do Philomena. Now yeah. we're gonna get Alan Parker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the clips I've been seeing from it are quite hilarious. Awesome, yeah, so funny. Anyway, so that's hopefully the winner. If we get lied to by the internet, then I guess it's just winner's winner choice. choice. But I think it'll maybe yeah. just watch a whole bunch of Alan Partridge, and we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so loser, did we decide uh, that it was three hundred? Yeah, I really don't want to see it. I do. Like I hated the first three. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like I, I it's. The only thing I liked about but that movie was the way that the this one's by a lesser director looked. with yeah. no recognizable stars. Oh, great. <laughs> I hope, you and know not what? based on a source material that I, has some merit to it. Yeah. I hope that it, you know, this is one... I always kind of root for movies like this where it's like, yeah, you know what? Go your own, like, fucking root with a sequel. Like, they're doing a sequel to... Um, that one, that Kane movie that was a horror movie for WWE films called like oh. See No Evil or something. Yeah, yeah, But they yeah. gave it to the the, uh, the Soska twins who did American Mary, and it's like one of those things. Where I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, go do a sequel to a movie that wasn't very successful and just fucking like, you know, do your own thing Get with it, with see it. what happens. Get yeah, weird, yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe that'll be the case here, but I don't know. No, I, really I hate don't it. Think so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the trailer. I can't get through the trailer. No, I'm just like, oh, brown pieces of wood blowing up. I don't fucking care. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brown yeah. pieces like, of wood. And what is the Hollywood thing with all ancient Greek people are Scottish? 
I know. Irish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same thing with that fucking Alexander movie. It's yeah. Like everyone's like, I can't wait to get back home to Macedonia. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Is so. Is that Arnold <laughs> playing? <laughs> it's not. I really don't think that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's Braveheart's fault, I guess. Yeah. It's the only so, way that we can believe people. I'm super not looking forward no, to that. No. Um, all right. Casey's going to roll for Alan Partridge versus 300 subtitle I don't remember. Casey has rolled eight. Four, I got a four. That's four respectable. Hunter, yeah, it's All right. I'm rolling. My scarf's going everywhere. Right. Where am I? Who am I? I don't know what's happening. Okay. Rolling. Go for it. Please, God, no. I, that's a three. three. Hey, all right. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Right, Greg is rolling. Here. He is rolling. Roll lower. That's three. a three. That's a three. It's a roll off on me roll and Greg. I'm Casey's safe. safe. Fucking Christ. Yes, please, God. <laughs> 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 I don't want to see 300. Mm. Rolling. That's a five. Right. That's a solid re-roll. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Okay. Woo. Come on. Let's Come go. on, baby. Greg's Come rolling. on, baby. That's four. a four. Ah. Uh, awesome. Sweet. 300. Rise of the machine. Yes. Rise of Greg's t- anger. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, next week we will come back with those yeah. reviews uh greg's gonna see 300 casey and i are gonna Certainly probably am. watch a hilarious movie yeah <laughs> i look forward to to boning up on some alan partridge yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. The it's Netflixes. so funny yeah uh right sweet so what are we getting into now are we gonna get into some string fellow hawks nest yeah so uh <laughs> if you are just joining us greg has been watching all of the series of airwolf mm-hmm. and where are you now I'm uh, midway, or maybe a little further than that, uh, in the final season, final proper season anyway, yeah. of Airwolf. Yeah. So yeah, uh, so, I, I I watched a, a number of episodes this past week just to try. I'm trying to barrel through because you didn't finish it though. No, no, I'm not done yet. I have uh, what am I at here? I have about eight episodes to go. Okay. And it's going to be the eight longest episodes of my life. Yeah. The show is. The fucking worst. Uh-huh. <laughs> just, I, so yeah, I watched a number of episodes that I won't even bother explaining to you because <laughs> yeah. they're just like the same. I don't ship. know. There was one where there was a remote control, control tank and uh, Stringfellow Hawk befriends a deaf kid, and then Airwolf shoots stuff. It all ends with Airwolf shoots stuff, and everybody has a helicopter. Everybody. So the one I'll talk about uh, that I watched, um, the, uh, the best of the ones I watched, is called "Where Have All the Children Gone." Oh boy, <laughs> and an Airwolf Christmas special. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the storyline for that is uh, Stringfellow Hawk was in the Vietnam War, which is where his brother Sinjin and him got separated. He's been looking for Sinjin ever since. Well, ever since season one, when they just kind of threw that on the back burner. Now in season two and three, because all the uh, episodes are about rodeos and things like that. Um, and country stars poking UFOs. Right, yeah. right. That was a particularly strong episode. <laughs> I, I yeah. missed the country That's, star episode. That, I think, is my all-time favorite uh, moment on Stringfellow Hawk's Nest. Yeah. Now, this one isn't as good as the country uh, or the, yeah, the uh, country singer, but this one was pretty decent. So, uh, Stringfellow Hawk had a friend from Vietnam, and he has recently died. And so, Stringfellow Hawk's going to go out to some small town to deliver uh, the uh, the flag and merit badge to the guy's brother. Okay. The guy's brother is a draft dodger who went to Canada and was like a hippie and stuff like that. So he's going to this town to find that guy and whatever. But he gets to this town and there's nothing but kids. There's no Uh-oh. adults in the town. 
Oh, and all I guess the kids, that's where all the children went. <laughs> yeah, and all the kids are Misleading dressed up like title. hippies and are like, peace, brother, and stuff like that. And one of the kids is, uh, <laughs> um, uh, he was in uh, Stand By Me, and he was in uh, more prominently in Summer School. You know, the two uh, horror freaks. Oh, yeah. Uh, the blonde one. Who was he in Stand By Me? Uh, he was the one at, part of Ace's gang. Eyeball? No. Eyeball's <laughs> blonde little buddy. The ones who talk about uh, where his oh, yeah, right. body is when 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 uh, <laughs> nostril when, <laughs> armpit when, when he's underneath the when he's looking for his pennies yeah yeah yeah, yeah like like the bleach blonde guy yeah, yeah 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 so he's one of the kids sweet yeah and I was like hey that's where he that went guy now he's a hippie on this show yeah and uh, yeah <laughs> and uh, one of the guys from uh, I don't know he's a, a, a TV veteran like of the uh, of that time period. Uh, he was on uh, Valerie or the Hogan family as uh, Jason Bateman's best friend and a bunch of other TV What's shit. his name? Uh, his name is uh, uh, Tom Hodges. Okay. Anyway, you'd know him to see him. Like, hey, yeah. I've seen you and stuff. Anyway, so uh, Stringfield Hawk's like, where is it? I'm looking for this guy. And everyone's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And all the kids are acting all brainwashed, too. Like, Where's he's talking parents? to this one girl. And he's like, hey, I knew you. Know, you weren't you, Jenny. You're, the, uh, you're John's uh, niece. And she's like, my name is Cotton. After things that grow and bloom. Ugh. And he's like, mm, okay. <laughs> he's just like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> it's kind of. And then he's like, calling, I don't know. It's so, uh, what's going on? Is, then uh, it's the guy does show up, the brother, and he just, he's like, I'm going to lock you up. And so he makes his his teenage police force lock up Stringfellow Hawk because he's got this plan to do something. I don't know. He's got a bomb. He's going to do something. I, I lost track of what was happening. Related. A missile that he's able to, he's got an in on. So, you know, what, and the way they, they cut to, the, you, you see his evil plan. There's one other grown up there, this lady, and she's running, uh, I don't know, like rehearsal for taking over some uh, uh, missile silo. And the, the run through is in this like stock room where there's all these boxes. And she's like, all these hippie kids are, Standing around, she's like, "Hey, Jeremy, Stephen, go!" And these two kids are like, "Yeah, yeah!" Doing karate kicks at a, an empty doorway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then she's like, "Bradley!" And then another kid wearing like, uh, uh, "What's the rug over your shirt?" A oh, poncho. <laughs> poncho. And he starts going, "Yeah, yeah!" And kicking an empty. If anyone doorway comes too. through these doors, yeah, <laughs> a kid. <laughs> it's might not kick my them fault. In the waist, maybe. I'm just, I'm just gonna do this. And then she's like, "Hey, everyone, stop! Good, good job, good job. Everyone, take five. <laughs> and that room is just full of hippie kids. I'm like, "What are the other kids doing? What do they need a break from?" And then, so they go to this like uh, wherever the I don't even know. I wasn't really paying attention at this point. I was like, "More kicking." Uh, they go to this missile silo where they're going to get a tour, and wh- they're getting the tour. And they're all dressed as hippies, and these g- armed guards are everywhere. And then she's like, "Now!" And the- <laughs> And the hippie kids start kicking the guards and, of course, take all of their guns. Okay. And now they've got the control of the missile. And uh, the woman and the guy is going to fire it at Russia to start a war. But then the woman's like, no, I'm going to fire it at Washington because that's more of a statement. And then he's like, no. And then Airwolf comes in because uh, they have like a hostage video that they send out. And I don't know. It's really retarded. <laughs> but Stringfellow Hawk, of course, is able to communicate with Dom, and he brings in the airwolf, and then they get in that. And then, of course, there's a helicopter fight at the end, and that's the end Woo! of the episode. Yeah. And it's like, I don't understand how, why, why I'm still watching it. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's just, I don't know what, what's where they have the storyboard and how they're putting it all yeah. together. And it's like, okay. Nobody was like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so then we'll cut to Airwolf uh, is going to come in and, uh, oh, uh, this blows. This yeah. is shit. <laughs> Why did we start writing yeah. this or filming Who it? Who wrote this? Fuck you. How was there a town just run by children? And where did they that all come That sounded like a where cool idea. Like, there, a, they, like, were they kidnapped? How many, they didn't even get into it. How many different ways can you take, like, a like a creepy town with kids that have, like, nobody knows who they are? They're all brainwashed. Probably a million cool ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, like a, like, a billion awesome things you could do with that. Yeah. But they were just like, missile, whoops, werewolf, But bye. it was totally like, all right, what, what's our show about? I don't know, like missiles and planes and a helicopter? Well, what are kids like these days? I don't know, hippies and karate kicks? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just put it all in a pot, and you got an episode of Werewolf. Uh, Airwolf. <laughs> yeah, I wish it was called Werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that. Yeah. That's the twist. That's what you need for the next season. Is yeah. Trent Hawk is also a Wolfman. No, I want <laughs> turns out the helicopter. I want the helicopter to be an air. Yeah, <laughs> there was that one episode. I've been waiting for it. And it hasn't happened since like the end of season two when Dom makes some remark towards Airwolf, and Airwolf goes like it's alive. Yeah, like, what? Build on that. You can't just have it make it like react to something he said and have him apologize to a helicopter while they're alone. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Airwolf. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, werewolf. That's what they're building, I guess, towards being yeah. alive. That damn helicopter. <laughs> I hate this fucking. I show hope so that much. the final, <laughs> the final like fucking episode of the movie of the sh- of the uh, show is just Airwolf being like, well. This was a piece, this was shit. I gotta go. This yeah. like just gives up. Just like you know Look, what? I'm sick of you I people. Am fucking yeah. out of here. You know what? Every day, my every day for me as a as a helicopter ends with me just blowing another helicopter up, yep. flying away. I'm bored. Yeah. And I I I watched a watch helicopters. Like enough is enough. Yeah, this has to end. It go, grows sentient when you watch. Uh, Blows up the writers' room when you're watching on Netflix. You know how it, it'll just start the next episode yeah. for you. But you're if, like, no. One thing I do like is it'll if it knows that you're like watching a bunch of episodes, yeah. It'll say, "Are you still there?" It, it does that, but also episode to episode when it's uh, I think you get three episodes before it asks if you're. Oh, it starts skipping the intro. Yeah, it skips the intro for you, which I generally enjoy, but not with Airwolf. I'm like, the only thing I like about this show is that fucking opening. Yeah. So you fuck <laughs> off and give me my fucking theme music. Yeah. That's, that is the best part of the whole show is the theme music. Outstanding. Yeah. Ugh. Well, I can't wait to hear the f- the finale of yeah, Airwolf I'm, I'm and see try, what I, I think. I only maybe have two more weeks of this because I can I can get through these episodes and then I'll mm-hmm. watch the first season for the 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 pilot of the uh, 1987 season premiere. which yeah. has a totally different cast and production team. <laughs> anyway, well, okay. stay tuned for that in the coming weeks. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> now we're gonna get into our. Announce that we announced last week mm-hmm. that we are doing TV Dad Cage Match Spectacular <laughs> Bonanza <laughs> death. Um, of Death of Death. So basically, if you were listening uh, to our past cage matches, we did uh, we just did serial swap cage match with mm-hmm. all the mascots. We've done That's all right. the action heroes. We're, we're keeping it goofy. Yeah. We have how many TV dads? A lot, right? Quite a few. Oh, like in the forties. Yeah, yeah, and we, we're gonna uh, we're gonna tournament style them in a uh, fight to the death in Thunderdome. Yeah, and it's gonna be great. It is gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be real good. Yeah. <clears throat> Theme music to come. Yeah. Maybe, maybe today. Who knows? Some today. <laughs> it will. Uh, uh, no, I don't think I'll put it up today. Okay. okay. Theme uh, music. We got a next got a sweet week. Theme music. Up. Yeah, that's yeah. gonna be good. Yeah. Now we have a wild card spot in the weapons now we use the weapons that are featured in actual thunderdome yeah uh if you've seen the film but we have a a one open slot where when we had the uh 
the cereal mascot. It was a bowl, a bowl and spoon. spoon. Yeah. Just to keep it with you. So know, was it this time a Cosby sweater? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do need some. The pattern is overwhelming. <laughs> Strangle him. <laughs> there are so many zigzags. <laughs> yeah, so. Right. Wild card is going to be. So uh, the weapons that will be in the Thunderdome, uh, if we roll a one, it's nothing. A two, you get the whistle, which was very handy for Mel Gibson, but probably no one else. Yeah. Uh, you get a bat that has nails in it. Uh, yeah. That, or a spear with a blade on the end or a sometimes working chainsaw. But the wild card this time around will be character specific. So whichever character rolls a number four, then we will try to... We will all decide what the uh, what, what it is. Someone what, else shouted it. What is suitable out. to them or uh, characteristic of their their character? So yeah, that's how we'll do that. And our first match, we could just g- throw to Google Google image sure, search. Sure, yeah, yeah. image. We'll Google image if, them and whatever <laughs> first thing we see that makes the most sense to yeah, play with. Yeah. Uh, all right. So our first match today, our first uh, step into TV Dad Cage match is. Where is my stuff here? We got Ray Barone from Everybody Loves Raymond. I don't know. Did any, everyone love Raymond? I wasn't a fan of I Raymond. don't feel like I loved him. No. <laughs> I didn't want I had affection for him, sure. Sure. I like his stand-up. Anyway, Ray Barone is going up against Jason Seaver yeah. from Growing Pains. Mike? Um, so let's see what's going on there. Let's get some weapons in these guys' hands in the Thunderdome. We got Ray Barone first. Ray Barone gets... Nothing. That's a one. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. And Jason Seaver gets the whistle. The whistle. <laughs> okay. Good enough. Let's keep this nice and uh, gentlemanly to start with. Yeah. Little fisticuffs and whistle whists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So. What is. Uh, what, okay. Now, Ray Barone is a sports writer, right? Isn't that his thing? Yeah. Yeah. He writes about sports. Doesn't seem to like this turkey. No, <laughs> in this uh, picture. Well, the turkey's clearly burnt. Oh, is it? No. Poor Ray. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the wife's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's like, I don't know what went wrong with turkey. <laughs> you fucked Jason it up. Jason Seaver is a psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I would like you guys to to notice that uh, in uh, solidarity with Jason Seaver that I've got his haircut. Yeah, right pretty now. good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he did, yeah, and he works from home, right? He has his little office. Yeah, he's got right? the office, which, as a psychiatrist, you want your patients to know where you live. Yeah, <laughs> totally makes so, sense to me. Yeah. I prefer my psychiatrist lazy anyway. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if either profession really holds a a strong swing here I in feel any like kind of way. I, well, maybe it's like he might be able to get in the, into the, yeah. the head of the neurotic. Like, Ray is neurotic, and Jason Seaver is, like, kind of confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but as a sports writer, I feel like he knows a lot about sports, so maybe he has some strategies and shit like that. Could be, could be. Yeah. That he could use. He's definitely watched men do physical things. Right. <laughs> Perhaps he's learned something. Yeah. Um, but I th- feel like I'm, like the, a lot of TV dads are all kind of like, whoop, I don't know what I'm doing. And, yeah, and yeah. Ray kind of falls into that, like a lot of st- schemes for a lot of things, but screws oh, up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Jason Seaver is definitely much more in control. He doesn't do the wacky stuff. He seems like a... Yeah, yeah. He the, really was the head of that household. Yeah, absolutely. So I, he's going to... I think he's got upper hand 
yeah, out that of the movie, gate or here. That show is really more about the kids doing yeah, wacky stuff. Yeah, the kids stuff. were the wacky ones. And yeah, so I think, yeah, he's on, on firmer ground. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. More stable as a human Ray being. Ray just goes, yeah. Deborah! Deborah! <laughs> <laughs> and perhaps then with his, uh, you know, he has the map of the human mind. Uh, yeah. as his profession, perhaps he can use that in some way <laughs> but, to undress Raymond a little bit. Uh, but Raymond does, his brother is a Frankenstein, so <laughs> I don't know if that plays in anything. Are his fingernails made I'm still picturing him so. literally being undressed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's all I meant. It's like he doesn't need to use yeah. his, he, he use his mind, he just uses his hands. So. Take um, off your pants. Mm-hmm. Um, Carol! <laughs> Uh yeah all right so uh so who who goes first here? Well, I feel like and Jason Seaver's got the whistle. Too. Yeah, Ray's not going first. He's like no. I feel like I feel like his way out of this maybe. I feel like his wife is like a horrible bitch <laughs> a lot of the time because he's such a lazy piece of shit. Uh-huh. So yeah, he's not going first. Absolutely not. No. And again, Jason Seaver, I feel like is take charge. Yeah, and he's got a whistle. He does. What is he going to do with that? Whistle? I think he's going to blow it really hard right away to confuse Ray. <laughs> yeah. And then Ray's gonna be like, okay, and he's gonna try and scheme his way out of it. Yeah, he's gonna. But then Seaver's gonna be like, I don't know what. He, what is he gonna do after that? Well, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm maybe I'm poisoned by uh, popular media or films and TV shows, but I feel like the the cold, calculated psychiatrist has like a mean streak in him. So yeah, he might be thirsting for blood a bit. I can. I feel like he yeah. wants to get in close and like make this a personal kill. Yeah. So he might be able to calm Ray down. You know, blow that whistle, catch him off guard. Ray, Ray starts to stammer and n- negotiate a way out. And, and uh, the, the always confident Jason Seaver is going to be like, Ray, let me get in there and talk to you, buddy. He's going to get up close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's going to get inside his head, yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are the points he's going to use? I mean, again, he's got Ray's wife is a horrible bitch. I think that was always like the thing on that show. Is that what that show's about? I feel like it was. <laughs> but she's all because she was always bitching at him. I didn't really watch that show that much because it wasn't that great a show. No, I didn't but, like it at all. Um, I feel like he was always desert, he was always doing something stupid. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like it was a lot of oh no, Deborah's almost home. What am I gonna do with this mess <laughs> I've made or whatever? Like, <laughs> but, yeah, I'll get behind that. Like it was always like oh no, I'm gonna get caught red-handed doing this thing. I'm not supposed to be Deborah. No. So that is a flawless, <laughs> very good, uh, <laughs> Ray Romano. Um, yeah. Okay. So he's so. Just wait. He's for always my... he wants like the magic way out. Yeah, you know. So I think like yeah, if, the easy way out. If, right. Yeah, yeah. If or if, magic, uh, a magic solution. You know. And he's freaking out right now, and there's whistles blowing. He doesn't know what he's supposed to do. He's he's a he's, I don't know. He seems like a neurotic guy. So I, I think like Jason Seaver is gonna like talk him down and be like, we can you know if we talk about this, I'm sure there's a way we can come about a, a solution. Yeah, and we can both get out of here. He's got that condescending tone that's yeah. just built into Alan Thicke that he can't talk without being condescending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I feel like that would enrage... It would enrage me. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would enrage Ray Barone, his condescension. Mm-hmm. But he's already confused by the whistle, it's so true. he. So I think he starts to... Uh, yeah, he's maybe soothed by the condescension Maybe, at this yeah, point. yeah. It is sort of like hypnotic, too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's beautiful in its way. It, <laughs> that's why they gave him Thick of the Night. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. So what do you think? Does he get up nice and close to him? Like I think yeah. I think can, you he's, know, put a hand on a shoulder kind I, of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's getting right in there, and I think Ray's totally falling for it. He's soothed by the condescending tone. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And the the just feathered hair, the very roundness of his feathered hair. Yeah. Um. 
And I think at this point, yeah, Seaver's got to do something physical here. Yeah, I think he just. Yeah, like, I think he wants to like just choke the life out of him and look yeah. into his eyes and. Oh, watch, watch the, the light leave his uh, yeah. his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I think that's his go. Anyway, okay. he's like, yeah. he's got his hand on the shoulder. He's like, shh. It's I want okay. him. See, now I want him to to at some point give uh, give Ray Barone a good kick to the nads and make some sort of a groin pains joke. Ooh. I kind of want that Pretty to happen. Good. He is. I want it to happen phrase. organically, though. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> More like groin pains, eh, Ray? Nah, <laughs> 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 bro. This guy kicked me. Well, with that is a fucking brilliant. Yeah, you talk about me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm doing now, good now too. you see how hard. It, it's, <laughs> it, it, you start doing it, and you go, "This is going to be easy." You just yeah, go, yeah. "I'll just talk." Now you start talking. You're just like, like, you're just like, "Yeah, I'll talk from like in my throat, like, yeah. yeah bro, no, nope. nope. Yeah, it's like old timey nope. carnival barkers." Oh man. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I think uh, I don't see Ray getting out of this. No, I think Seaver is going to get into his head and get you know those hands around there. I think so. Let's just give him, but let's give him uh, both. Like he's so he's got his hands around there. He's kind of like soothing him on the shoulder, and then he goes for the throat. Yeah, starts jabbing his thumb into his neck, yeah. and then to add insult <laughs> like to that. injury. He knees him in the groin. Yeah. <laughs> it says growing pains more like groin pains. Yeah. And then, and that, and then there's a big laugh yeah. in the studio audience. I like also just as Ray Barone, just as the life is leaving his body, I want Jason Seaver to lean in and go, show me that smile again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he dies. Nobody loves Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> now nobody loves Raymond. Nobody. <laughs> Yeah, I think he just takes him real slow to the ground while yeah. he's squeezing him out and just really drinks it in. Yeah, this I feel is like I feel like want. Jason Seaver might be like a secret villain of this whole. Experience. I feel like yeah, yeah. we've just made him one. He's got <laughs> he's got very, very dark, dark very quickly. like instantly just like I'm gonna fucking go wild. <laughs> <laughs> the way that we set this up, <laughs> sicko. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. I, again, I wasn't a fan of. Everybody loves Raymond. Not that it was the worst show. I've definitely seen worse. He wasn't. I've seen a handful of episodes. It's just after Seinfeld and all that stuff. It it just seemed like such a huge step backwards. Yeah, it It, seemed like creativity went. You know. Yeah, like and and like in terms of what I like from sitcoms, this seemed like uh, a good, like a better version of like according to Jim or something. Sure, that's not the kind of show that I really kind of gravitate towards. No, I I did when I was younger. If this show was in the eighties, I probably I definitely would have watched it. I think, but it just once I, I Seinfeld was such a game changer for breaking down the. The you know the look of a sitcom, and yeah. The characters related to each other, and maybe I was just soured by that being so good and the cynicism of it. Yeah, uh, it was hard to watch. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't very good. <laughs> I do like his stand-up though. I think he's funny. Oh, his stand-up is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great on Doctor Katz. Mm-hmm. Did anyone ever see that show he did? That uh, um, Men of a Certain Age. No. Apparently, it was really mediocre. Oh, yeah. Boo. That's all surprised. I can say. But it had Andre Brower and Scott Bakula. So no, what I are love you gonna Scott do? Bakula. Everybody loves Scott Bakula. Fuck yeah. Not Raymond. Um, yeah, so come back next week for more of that. That's right. Um, and just before we get to the plugs on how you can find us online, I will say that uh, this weekend is Video Vengeance. Yeah. yeah. We haven't mentioned it yet. Uh, Sunday, March 9th, we are screening a movie at Kitsch. At uh, 299 Geary Avenue, just uh, north of Bloor and Dufferin. Uh, come come out at 7.30. We're going to do raffle and intro at 8. And we are screening Kingdom of the Spiders. 
That's right. And uh, we won't say too much about this movie, uh, <laughs> other than you will believe a cow can act. <laughs> so well. <laughs> that is, oh man, that cow is the best. If you ever wanted to see a cow reaction shot to a spider, <laughs> go, then you need to come out. <laughs> Don't say too much more. That's almost my favorite thing about the whole movie. If you've ever wanted to see a cow out-act Shatner, yeah, get out here. Uh, I don't know. Shatner's acting his ass off. He really does act in this movie. So yeah, 7.30 Kitsch Bar in Toronto. Please come out. That'll be really great. We're going to have prizes. It's free to get in. Mm-hmm. Screening the movie on VHS. We got uh, got more vinyl and VHS to give away to That's people. Right. So that'll be super fun. Yeah, I'm very excited about this one. It'll I be a good one. this movie. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, but otherwise, you can find us at modernsuperior.com. You can listen to all of our shows and all of the other shows on there. Drink Along, Lonely Nights with Bruce Douglas. Just put one up. Faculty of Horror have another one coming out. Uh, Time Bandits. And uh, I think that's all of them, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah, so that's super good. Go there, modernsuperior.com. I just put up a review of an album. Lots of other textual content coming out there all the time and you can follow us on facebook at synwpc or you can follow us on twitter at synwpc and that's uh that's about it that's how you do that yeah sweet so do that yeah and uh we will see you next wednesday goodbye internet goodbye internet fuck gene there's a ghost of safe haven (laughs) (laughs) we just all say one of them yeah (laughs) we all get there Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.